0: Super Talk Mississippi media production.
1: Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org.
2: Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: Welcome to Real Talk. For real Mississippians. Let, 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 let's do this. Three, two, one. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at Supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
3: Welcome to the JT Show Super Talk Mississippi Gerard and Rhino In the Super Talk studios Guiding you through the middle of your day With facts, fodder And fine music on this
2: Friday y'all
3: We got a little shower That moved through the area last night And uh, It was quite intense there For a little while Just talking to Perez A moment ago discussing this uh, sort of daily routine of the shires moving through. But better than the tornadoes and the like and all that other sort of nastier bad weather. How about this new TV we got here in the studio?
2: Well, you're the one that gets to use it. <laughs> I get to see the bottom of it.
3: <laughs> we're uh, we're something else now, I tell you. We are we're up with the times. That's all right. I got
2: plenty of screens in
3: here. You do. No question. Surrounded by them, in fact. All right. What about this fool, Michael Avenatti? Who didn't see that coming? <laughs> it's just... As Tucker Carlson and Mark Stein call him the creepy porn lawyer. What a weirdo this guy is. He going to jail for a while, isn't he? Three years, I think? Yeah. I think that was the sentence? Two and a half, I think. I don't know, to be more precise. Of course, precision, you can't do that. It's racist.
2: Well, if it's two and a half, wouldn't that be a year for every million of dollars he tried to extort from Nike?
3: No, I think it was $25 million he oh. tried to extort <laughs> So it's a year for every Nike. ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. So, but the most remarkable aspect of this, of course was the absolute fawning over this nut, this fraud, by the mainstream media. We might even have some sound on that, huh? Here you go.
4: Daniel's lawyer, Michael Avenatti, is laying down the law, and is he really thinking about running for president?
5: Joining me now live, the man himself, Michael Avenatti. Let's talk to somebody who understands the system very well. Michael Avenatti. He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael (laughs) Avenatti. Michael, thanks so much for being here. Did you talk to Stormy Daniels last
6: night? What was her reaction? Did the
1: president just get a new challenger for 2020? Stormy Daniels lawyer Michael Avenatti may have just tossed his hat into the ring.
7: Looking ahead to 2020, uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. First, let me take a moment to brag on my former student. This dude right here,
8: I think of him as in a justice league with Robert Mueller to save our democracy.
9: A nine-year-old boy has been reunited with his mother in Guatemala, and the person who helped make this happen, Stormy Daniels' lawyer and potential presidential candidate, Michael Avenatti. What do you say to critics who say this is a publicity stunt?
10: Doing good work, having kids reunited with their parents, I mean, my record speaks for itself.
4: Probably one of the
6: biggest stars we have at this dinner tonight, of course, this is Michael Avenatti. And the only person right here, Donald Trump fears more than Robert Miller, <laughs> Mueller? Mueller? <laughs> Mueller? please welcome Michael Avenatti. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that, uh, that Trump is afraid of
11: you. Lawyers don't normally do talk shows.
8: I'm not your normal lawyer. Yes, you are something of a folk hero now. Let's be honest, the whole reason that we're in love with you and Stormy is because we think you guys are the tip of the spear that's going to take down Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but that Trump derangement syndrome,
3: that's just, that's fabricated. Made out of whole cloth. Doesn't exist. If that's not evidence of it, I don't know what in the heck is. This had nothing to do with him. They just saw his idiot self (laughs) as a route, perhaps, to take down Trump. That's all they cared about. He was being used and didn't even know it. Referred to him as the Holy Spirit? Are you kidding me? Just fawning and gushing and praising and the like. and. Even suggesting at some point that he was going to be a candidate, and it, like for like a day or two, he was like leading the pack, right, in terms of yeah, the yeah It poll. was
2: Anna Navarro on the political view, the, the rebranding of the view for a week or two back then, and here's what she had to say about Evan All right.
6: Lately, to me, you're like the Holy Spirit. You are all, all places at all times, right? I mean, you, I, I do. I see you all over cable news. I see you. You know, there is a, a, a seat available if you want to be a co-host at the view. You might you know—people here, you can pitch.
3: <laughs> the Holy Spirit. It, it's just, how do we get to this point in this country where, certainly on the left... And to some extent, even on the right, uh, you're sort of graded. You're grouped based on yes or no, you support Trump. And in, and in the case of the left, you know, you got to swear your allegiance to loyal opposition, not, not to him based on his policies or his style of governing or his philosophy or any of that, just the person. It's just incredible how the guy just owns their heads clearly, and so they they were using this guy. It is my understanding that he cried in the courtroom during the sentencing, right? Or at some point during the proceedings, is that right?
2: Yeah, he even claimed that uh, he he felt almost untouchable. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not quoting him, yeah. but he felt untouchable because of all the media attention. Yeah. Exactly. They, they are, I think, are a culprit in what happened. So
3: then what you do is you, you're you emboldened. You go do more bad stuff because of that attitude. And this is what you'd have to credit Trump on this. He tried to call out the media. He, he, he did. He didn't try to. He did. But he, he exposed their uh, really just not serving their function to hold... Government, in particular, accountable. They just don't. They The majority of them just jump in bed. They're an extension of a specific party. And they stump for them, frankly. And, and this is what happens. <laughs> it's exactly what was happening.
2: And you can't even really give them any benefit of the doubt, because every single story that came out that was, Oh, my goodness, look what Trump did. And then they had to come back and walk it back and retract it. Very true. It never went the other direction. It was never, look at what Trump's done, oh wait, he didn't actually do it, let's retract it. Or, look at what the Democrats have done, oh wait, they didn't actually do that. No, it's always, orange man bad, oh wait, not really. That's exactly right.
3: And I think it's because it was all about the personality. It was never about policy. It was never about the welfare of the country or the benefits of the policy. Never. It, it's just always about an individual and their character traits and their attributes. It's, it's the way we roll in this country now. It's all about identity, it seems. Coming up on the show today, by the way, Kenny Vest, operations director for a number of the uh, stations in the network, Uh, He's going to talk about the ugly tie fest coming up, I believe, tomorrow on the Gulf Coast. That ought to be fun. And then, really excited about Lars Larson coming on the program. We'll call in at eleven twenty. He, of course, is a nationally syndicated talk show host, and he's uh, advised his producers have he can stay with us for two segments. So, should be an interesting conversation. Lars is. Incredibly bright and very articulate, and uh, I think has lots of views in following Lars and listening to him for some time. I'd say most of those are in alignment, certainly with ours here on the program. So that should be a lot of fun. And we're honored that he is going to join us later on. By the way, you know, we talked about the $665,000 Match 5 jackpot. That was one in the um, Mississippi Lottery's Tuesday night drawing for that particular game. Two individuals won. And the, one of these from Jones County, by the way, informed that normally he chooses his own numbers, but in this case, he let the quick pick option, use used the quick pick option, where the system just randomly picks numbers, and he won. How about that? He said he's been a loyal player of the Mississippi Match 5 game since day one. He feels the odds of winning are better. The odds of winning a jackpot, by the way, are 1 in 324,632,000. 324,632, let me restate that. But that's the largest jackpot for the game since the Match 5 game was introduced April 28th. Again, the numbers 16, 17, 26, 30, and 33 won the big prize. It's pretty cool. All right, we're going to take a break right here. We'll come back. We've got Kenny Vest, Operations Director for Supertalk, talking about the ugly tie fest. That ought to be fun. Stay with us.
10: Gulf Seafood Outlet, Fresh Gulf Shrimp, Gulf Seafood Outlet, Fresh Gulf Oysters, Gulf Seafood Outlet, Your Fresh Seafood Headquarters, Gulf Seafood Outlet, Highway 51 in Ridgeland just past Lake Harbor Drive,
12: 601-790-9407. Integrity, honesty, contractor pricing, and statewide delivery. That's why contractors count on Prassel Lumber Company in Ridgeland. The whole staff at Prassel Lumber have years and years of building industry knowledge so you get your questions answered right the first time. They can supply all your job needs, large or small, from structural and framing to plumbing all the way to finishing. Remember, if we don't stock it, we'll special order it for you. Come by Prassel Lumber on Highway 51 in Ridgeland today. And be sure and like us on Facebook. That's
5: Prassel Lumber.
10: The temperature is rising, and so are the savings
13: during our sizzling summer sell-down at Mazda of Jackson. Our entire lineup of cars, SUVs, and crossovers are waiting for you with our hottest prices of the year. Right now, get 0.9% financing for 63 months on new 2021 Mazda CX-5s and CX-30s. This will save you thousands in finance charges, and Mazda of Jackson will give you your first year of maintenance for free. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Bad credit, no credit it doesn't matter our credit specialists work hard to get you approved no matter your past credit history 100 credit approval is our number one goal bring us your trade we'll give you top dollar for it so come save big while the deals are hot during the sizzling summer sell-down at Must of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991 2222 today. MustofJackson.com.
10: See dealer for complete details with approved credit like select models no drip roofing and construction the name says it all all types of roofing and construction your certified certainty shingle installer family-owned and operated for over 20 years here in the metro no drip roofing and construction
14: 601-371-1051 what if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that rip van winkle guy hey what because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth
15: hey there's hair
14: If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other.
16: Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com.
4: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Supertalk Jackson
7: 97.3.
0: Now, now, now back to the JT show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino.
7: G- great news everybody
0: on Super Talk Mississippi.
7: Mississippi. <laughs>
3: Skienard. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk Studios. Joining us now, Kenny Best, Operations Director. He's going to talk to us about the Ugly Tie Fest. That's coming up tomorrow, ain't Kenny, welcome to the show.
17: It is. Thanks, Gerard. I gotta say that uh Evan Adi story was uh insanity. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Unbelievable. But yeah, we have a we have an event tomorrow. It's called the Ugly Tie Fest. It's gonna be in downtown Gulfport a uh, collaboration with Billy Hughes, it's the Mayor Mayor Billy Hughes' office uh, came up with the concept, came up with the name, and then they came to us to kind of bring it to another level, and uh, we did that. We've got uh, food trucks from all over the Gulf South coming in, uh, some great music, uh, lots of ice cold beer. It's going to be a good event in downtown Gulfport. Blocking off the street tomorrow around ten a.m.,
3: and it's going to go all day. Awesome. All right, so tell us about the ugly tie specifically, though. How does that work? What's that all about?
17: Well, that was, um, again, that was Billy Hughes's idea, Mayor Billy Hughes. Uh, this was originally scheduled for the uh, Saturday before Father's Day. So it was an event highlighting Father's Day and bring your dad and wear an ugly tie. And, yeah. and then that tropical storm came through, and we had to move it to tomorrow so it's the same name same concept but um you know it's just not on father's day now but we're gonna we're gonna keep going with it probably have an ugly tie fest uh ugly tie contest, and maybe some other dad type stuff uh maybe a dad bod contest and it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah um, and we look forward to it
3: yeah and now how long has this been uh occurring this event now this
17: is an inaugural event it's the um, inaugural you know, event we got okay
3: Yes. Okay. Got involved well, a few weeks ago. Here we are. Well, it's a great idea, and I'm not surprised coming from the mayor there. So uh, that just sounds like a lot of fun. Are you expecting a pretty big crowd, especially with all the food trucks and so forth? Huh?
17: Yeah, we 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 hope so. Again, um, you know, this is a non-ticketed event. The event is free, so there's no way to gauge how many people are are going to come. Um, We did a food truck fest uh, a few weeks ago uh, and it came, you know, we again, we didn't know how many would show up and we had over 4,000 or right around 4,000 people show up. So, wow, we anticipate a big, uh, again, we don't know going in, but we're doing a massive marketing campaign on all of our stations down here and, and television. It's pretty much everywhere, all over social media right now. So. We're hoping uh, for a huge crowd tomorrow.
3: Yeah, do you think uh, folks will come over from the neighboring states, particularly the proximity to Louisiana and Alabama? There.
17: Yeah, we hope so. Um, you know, having all these food trucks together in in one location, we've got some of the best in in the Gulf Gulf South who actually have a following. Some of them do. There's a whole nother a whole another. Uh, uh, type of person that follows food trucks huh. and it's it's they follow them all over the place so we hope they come over a lot a lot of new orleans folks uh head this way they did when we did our first one so we hope they come back
3: so like a food truck hobbyist or a food truck enthusiast just following around the food trucks that's pretty cool
17: yeah they love food trucks they love that food truck food and you know they're they're saying is uh, food tastes better from a food truck and it's just a good vibe it's <laughs> yeah out there, a lot of views. Um, you know, we hope for uh, we hope for another great event as we did a few weeks ago.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, I had uh, an annual event when I had my company out in Denver at our our big Denver office out there, and it was for our clients uh, primarily. It was, it was like an appreciation day. But we had food trucks would, would come out. It was always in August, where the weather's quite nice in Denver in August. Um, it's a little different than it is here. But what a big attraction that was for our customers, our staff, to just have those food trucks out in our parking lot. That's, that's become a big deal in the last few years.
17: It really has. People love food trucks. And I know there's certain cities where there's food trucks you know, every day in the, in the downtown area for, you know, people to go to lunch, they're lined up every day. And, um, you know, again, on our first event, we didn't know what to expect. We yeah. didn't know there's going to be 20 people, 100 people. And then, you know, almost 4,000 came. They came out for yeah. the food trucks. And uh, it's it's pretty unbelievable. And, and and we feel having them all together again, uh, again, all, all in one location where it's not just a few, it's a whole, you know, we're going to be lining the streets of Gulfport with food trucks. So,
3: should be fun. Yeah. So come hungry. That's, that sounds like a great idea and a lot of fun. So you're kind of promoting this as, as a family event, right?
17: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Family event. Uh, it's free. You know, um, there'll be some activities for kids and families and a lot of great music all day. Music uh, starting at around 11, goes all the way to seven. So yeah, definitely family event. Um, we do have uh, some classic motorcycles coming out from French and Sons, which a lot of people like to, you know, check out those. And then we have a uh, a cruise in for anybody that's on bikes that wants to cruise in on, come on down uh, to 27th Avenue. It'll be called Motorcycle Alley. So a lot of fun stuff tomorrow.
3: Yeah, and it's a great way to kind of put that, uh, the lockup period, if you will, of the pandemic behind you and get out and get around other people uh it maybe yeah. if if uh you haven't been to any sporting events as as they have sort of returned to some degree of normal uh capacity, but this is a good way just to kind of celebrate getting out of the the covid funk
17: yeah, people are ready to get out um you know pretty much everything that's going on in the coast right now they're they're coming out in masses uh Matt McDonald over the Coliseum just had a show a few weeks ago, and it was highest-grossing show in the history. Wow! Of the Mississippi Coliseums, so that's a huge statement there because he's had some huge shows over the, yeah. over the past thirty-five years.
3: Well, how? So, is, yeah, it's pent up, pent up, and want to get out. How, uh, just your sense of it. How? How is uh, the economy recovering along the Gulf Coast? What What do you see and hear? You know it's obviously
17: been slow but we we think it's pivoting and, and we can feel that it's it's turning and, and it's coming back um you know casinos are doing really well and packed i haven't seen the actual numbers but um you can you can feel that we're getting we're going in the right direction right now and hopefully you know we'll continue with that
3: yeah well i i know that it's it took its toll on them economically where well, all the businesses obviously not just the casinos but this the shutdown stuff really hurt everybody and a lot of people had to shed many of their workers just to make ends meet now they're trying to get them to all come back yeah there's a lot
17: of restaurants you know but while um, unemployment and all that all that stuff was going on you'd go to a restaurant and there'd be one or two servers and um that went on for a while down here. I'm pretty sure it went on everywhere. Yeah, but that's starting to change too. And restaurants are, you know, are staffed again now. We're still looking for people, but it's getting back. Yeah, and, uh, hopefully it'll be fully back.
3: And you just have to be patient, don't you? I mean, I I had uh, breakfast with a, a little uh, group that we just meet uh, randomly at uh, at a local restaurant, and you could tell clearly they were understaffed, but the folks working were hustling and were friendly and efficient and doing everything they could, you know. And honestly, it compels me to kind of boost the tip somewhat uh, for, just for that. Even though there wasn't anything, I guess, unusual about the level of service, it didn't matter. I just felt like they're here, they're working, right. and they're trying to do the job of multiple people in many cases. Help them out. It's kind of the way I look at it, and and I think a lot of people feel the same way. You're seeing that.
17: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can tell these. You know, these people are working hard, and um, I think it's you know it's coming back. It's, you can see it happening here. I was in New York a few weeks ago. Yeah, and it was depressing. I mean, every other window down in Manhattan. Uh, you know, for lease. These are old old restaurants ah. for sale for lease and it just seemed like a it was it was really you know just not the same city at all but down here it's you know, it feels good and it feels like it's, it's it's headed in the right direction and i really feel uh, it is
3: man i i sure certainly hope so and and uh hopefully the worst appears to be behind us and there's a lot of talk about this delta variant taking hold and might be some more lockdowns and restrictions imposed I Sure, I wouldn't be you know. in favor of that, and, and sure, hope that's not the case. That would be devastating to the economy uh, just as it uh, starts to kind of get back to some degree of, of normalcy. Uh, are you seeing or hearing, Kenny, people that are seeking to take up residence on the Gulf Coast? we got about a minute or two left here. Are you hearing from people seeing that, any kind of trend there?
17: Uh, you know, I haven't seen a trend Um of, of of you talking about new residents and yeah. people moving here? Yeah. Um, I haven't seen a lot of that. I, I haven't looked at numbers either. You know, it could be happening. Uh, I, I would assume it would be happening of people trying to get, you know, get out of California yeah. and get out of some of these blue states where it's just impossible
3: to live. So we hope, we hope they come here. You know, welcome to Mississippi. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Well, Kenny, appreciate the update on that. You guys have a good time. Sounds like it's going to be a fantastic event. The Ugly TIE Fest. Down in Gulfport this weekend. Food trucks, music, it's all free. Take care. Have a good one. Thanks, Gerard. Appreciate it, man. You bet it. Kenny Vest, operations director for the network down there. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back with more talk on the JT Show.
10: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, partly sunny, high near 89. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 73. Your Saturday, a 50% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 92. And for your Sunday, 60% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 92. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
16: Calling all college football fans. KLLM is unveiling to the public the 2021 Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Southern Miss, and Jackson State custom football tractor trailers. Thursday, July 22nd at the Embrace baseball game. Take pictures with your team's cheerleaders and mascots as you explore the trucks. Event gates open at 530 with first pitch at 630. Event details can be found at KLLM's Facebook page. Don't miss the college football event of the summer, July 22nd at Trustmark Park.
18: For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you could tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and
19: NoMoreRoofLeak.com NoMoreRoofLeak.com
9: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Jones County Sheriff's Department is investigating a firebombing at the Kamikaze Motorcycle Club in the Powers Community. Video surveillance shows four suspects at the front of the building Wednesday night. Investigators later found what appeared to be a Molotov cocktail thrown through the front window of the building. The club sustained some damage. And last month, a federal judge issued an injunction on the Biden administration's oil and gas leasing moratorium, which intended to put a pause on the sale of new leases. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith says the administration is insulted by the discussion of fossil
6: fuels. But the offshore leasing is really going to affect us, Mississippi as a state, and obviously our neighboring states. They're just wanting everyone to drive an electric car to eliminate fossil fuels and to do it in a radical manner. The moratorium is
9: creating uncertainty in an industry that employs more than 2.5 million Americans. I'm Andy Davis.
15: Go with the
1: home team. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone. Like Explorer and Expedition, these SUVs are built to command the road. And the 2021 Ford F-150, smart. Tough and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few, they are built for America. Drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today and don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford. Welcome to summertime in Mississippi.
9: It's hot out here. It's so hot out there.
19: As we always say, welcome to the state
0: with the purest form of humidity, the hottest talk. All summer long. Heat's on, baby. Heat's on. Super Talk, Mississippi. Available on the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm. You're hearing The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, here's more on Super Talk, Mississippi.
3: Everyone, the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, a little foreigner head games. What a great tune that is! Lou Graham on vocals there. All right, so you're already probably at this point, folks, familiar with Gen uh, Saki's announcement, and the president actually said, "We're going to mobilize some outreach people." To go door to door to encourage vaccinations, but Secretary of Health Basera—he—he he seemed to be a little uh, go a little further than that. Here's what he said.
9: I wonder if you can answer. That criticism, it's none of the government's business knowing who has or hasn't been vaccinated. What do you say?
7: Brianna, perhaps uh, we should point out that the federal government has had to spend trillions of dollars to try to keep Americans alive during this pandemic. So it is absolutely the government's business, it is taxpayers' business if we have to continue to spend money to try to keep people from contracting COVID and and helping reopen the economy. And so it is our business to try to make sure Americans can prosper, Americans can freely associate, and knocking on a door has never been against the law. You don't have to answer. But we hope you do because if you haven't been vaccinated, we can help dis- help dispel some of those rumors that you've heard and hopefully get you vaccinated
3: Ah, so you see how that works. If the government gives you money, they have a right to know and probe your personal information. That is what those who support this helicopter money, this big government they just don't seem to comprehend that you, in so many ways, at so many levels, are foregoing your rights in exchange for the government largesse. That's exactly what he's saying here. Exactly what he's saying. Well, you know, if we're spending trillions of dollars, we have a right to know. That is very dangerous. This is why I think this this that message seems to be accepted, supported, and is resonating, particularly amongst young folks, millennials. We talked yesterday about the poll now showing that capitalism, as an economic system, is underwater with respect to favorability among certain age groups. I think 18 to 54 was the group. It's 49% down rather substantially in just a couple of years. Where's that crap coming from? I think it's because nobody is explaining, okay, well if you want this government largesse, i.e. socialism, you're going to give up some rights, some freedom including your personal information, health information in this case.
2: And they act like the trillions of dollars they spent just came out of nowhere. Oh,
3: exactly. Exactly. Well, <laughs> that never seems to, I guess, make it into the discussion either. But that, that was disturbing. He, he didn't flat out say, no, it's really not the government's business To understand your personal health status. He didn't say that. He justified it. How's that going to work? Is it, uh, did one of the governors say something about like prohibiting it, I believe, or not allowing federal workers? I'm assuming these outreach people, this army of outreach. Resources would be hired and compensated by the Fed government. I uh, have no reason to believe that's not the case. I want to say that one state has already said something. You're, you're looking that up? I, it's, what do you see?
2: Governor Henry McMaster okay. appears to have called on the... South Carolina DHEC Department of Health and Environmental Control yeah. Board to ban Biden administration's door-to-door vaccine tactics. Right, there you go.
3: So, what do you think, folks? Should our should our governor act similarly? Should he send the message now? Don't come to Mississippi. Which I caught an article And uh, I want to say it was the Boston Globe, and it was talking about the – it was an article discussing the counties in America that are the least vaccinated. I think Issaquina County, Mississippi, was listed as the top county in terms of percent of its population that is not vaccinated. And I think Mississippi, as a state, is the least vaccinated state.
2: But can you really blame Miss Aquina, though? They've had in total yeah. this entire time 169 cases and it, six
3: deaths. It's so sparsely populated,
2: honestly. And zero long term care facility outbreaks, right. zero deaths at long term care facilities. I, it's
3: just this is just more federal government overreach. This is more control. This is more, I don't know, just we, well, as long as we give you the money. Well, then we have a right to know more stuff about you. It's, it is it uh, is disturbing to say the least.
2: I mean, there are currently more confirmed cases in the Magnolia State right now than have been in the entirety of the pandemic in Issaquina County.
3: That's true. That's true. I mean, it's not a highly populated county, and the fact that it doesn't have a great population. It's not a small, uh, from a, a geographic perspective, isn't, it's not necessarily a really small county, right? But when you look at the, I mean, I, so I don't know what the, the density of population is, but I'm going to guess it's just not very high. So, sure, makes sense that it would have a low rate of vaccination on that basis. She's not around a lot of people. That's the bottom line. It's Arizona, by the way. There there is a a lawmaker. I'm trying to find out what, uh, let's see, what chamber this lawmaker is a member of. Anyhow, this lawmaker advises people to put up no trespassing signs on your doors to deter these door to door vaccine checks. How about that? That's pretty cool. Forty-three percent have been fully vaccinated in Arizona. That, that seems to be about in line with the rest of the country. Isn't it around half in terms of eligible to be vaccinated, I believe? But nonetheless, no trespassing signs. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, You know... <laughs> The federal government also, again, is looking to extend its power even further. Joe Biden announcing he intends to sign an executive order that would uh, it would do a lot of things, but one in particular that got my attention is that it would curtail non-compete agreements. Employee, employee non-compete agreements. Not sure if folks are familiar with those. They're very common in, in my industry. And actually, we didn't have a strict... We didn't require our employees to sign a strict non-compete agreement. We required them to sign a confidentiality agreement. And what that essentially banned them from doing is if they left our employee and went to work for a competitor... No problem, but you could not disclose any information that you obtained while working for us, and you could not use any information, such as customer data, proposals, uh, information about the in, the installed environment from an IT perspective of potential customers. any Anything that might be used to the benefit of a new company but would damage the company, our company, the one they departed. So it wasn't a strict, you can't go work there. You can go work there, you just can't use stuff you learned while working for us against us. That's essentially what it said. That's, I think, is reasonable. But he wants to ban all this. And in, I can tell you, having been to court over an non-compete agreement in Mississippi, some states look more favorably on, on those than others. In some states, they just don't work. They get to court and they get chunked. And Mississippi is, is a little bit more friendly to that. This is just not an area for the federal government to intervene. That's the point. Let that be determined at the state level. This is just more chunking federalism out the window. And that's what makes me mad. The Beatles! Bumping us out of this one. We'll come back. We got more talk for you on the JT show, including some information about Wells Fargo,
16: what they're doing. Stay with us. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better faster
0: Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel Paint Protection Film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go
16: to autotrimdesigns.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC.
11: You drive everything we do
10: this is the Morning market Report for the Mississippi News Network. I'm Bob Sullender. Stocks are trading up this morning. The Dow Jones is way up 402 to 34,824. The S&P 500 is up 36 to 4357. And the NASDAQ is up 93 to 14,653. From the New York Cotton Exchange, December Cotton is up 70 to 87,58. And March Cotton is up 63 to 87,27. At the Chicago Board of Trade, August soybeans are up 12 and 3 quarters to 13.78 a bushel. September soybeans are up 9 and 1 quarter to 13.35 and a quarter a bushel. September corn is down 5 to 5.31 and 3 quarters a bushel. December corn is down 6 to 5.17 and 3 quarters a bushel. At the Mercantile, August live cattle are down 20 to 119.07. October live cattle are down 27 to 125.17. August live feeders are down 32 to 157 and September live feeders are down 22 to 159.77. For the Mississippi agri Network, I'm Bob Sullender.
16: Hey, y'all. Let's take some pride and get it together for Mississippi. Many of our highways and roads are just covered in litter. Put trash in its proper place. And if you drive a truck, remember, trash blows. Be sure to secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road, secure your load.
1: Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm.
3: back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Don't forget, coming up at 11.20 on the show today, Lars Larson will join us. Also, we got another concert giveaway for later on. And uh, Rhino will handle that for us in a bit. So, lots of uh, text rolling in on the C Spire text line. Appreciate everybody for joining the conversation. And This is just creepy, the federal government sending folks out to knock on doors. First, I don't think it moves the needle, no pun intended. I just don't think that's the way to do it. I'm not sure that there are just too many people left that have not been vaccinated that are going to get the vaccination. I just don't know that there are. It's widely available. That's clearly not a problem. Doesn't cost any money. People have a right, in my opinion, to decide whether or not to receive it. It's just move on. <clears throat> They're on their own. So James on the C Spire text line says, what about trespassing laws in the feds? I, I don't really know. Uh, I mean, gosh, I guess... How does that work? I mean, folks deliver stuff, right, to your house all the time. They step on your property to do that. I mean, it's folks go door-to-door when they're campaigning. But someone else said, you know, who who opens the door for strangers like that? A lot of people these days have, have video, have cameras at their doors. Those are very inexpensive. You connect them to your phone, you can see. Make a decision. You used to have the little peepholes, you know, had <laughs> to look through. Who's that? Now you could be anywhere. Just dial it up on your phone there when you get the notification. Yeah, there's somebody. You could even talk to them, have a conversation with them remotely. It's the miracle of technology there. But, so yeah, that's just creepy. It's weird. So if somebody came and knocked on your door and it's a stranger and they. I guess, at least from a looks perspective, from an image perspective, looked harmless. You're probably going to open the door. I'm just guessing most people would. You think I'm wrong about that? I mean,
2: or at the very least, acknowledge them through the door.
3: That's true. And you see that a lot. Hey,
2: who are you? And what do you want? Yeah. Let me see some credentials.
3: Yeah, exactly. But if they said, I'm here from the government to talk to you about vaccines. <laughs> I'm good. Go away. I just don't think that's going to work. I really don't. How about my health records is none of their business. Can't wait for their visit.
2: No one (laughs) in here but us chickens.
3: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And they say they're only going into the under-vaccinated areas. You would think Mississippi, being the most under-vaccinated state, from a percentage of the population, maybe we're going to see a lot. So again, should the governor act? Or maybe it's not the governor. I don't know who would issue that. It's be
2: a long walk between doors for door-to-door Nisiquina. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're right. Maybe they just need a drone with some audio capability. Attention, Nisiquina ends. <laughs> it's just crazy. It really is. I, I just don't I don't get it. Uh, I've always, Rusty from Greenville, I'm going to pivot here to the prior discussion about Joe's executive orders with respect to uh, non-compete agreements. And there's a series of other provisions in the order as well I'll get to. I've always wondered about something about those no-compete, non compete confidentiality agreements. If I was to break wood, wouldn't that make me guilty of industrial espionage or some form of another no I can tell you, I've been to court on this, Rusty. I've I
2: spent two years litigating
3: one of these. And by the way... Industrial
2: espionage is usually international, correct?
3: Yeah, it is. It's exactly right. Espionage in general refers to some international or event with international consequences. But so, And in fact, our case actually set, went to the Supreme Court and actually sent, set some degree of precedent uh, legal precedent, but so I was sued by a competitor. All right, the competitor claimed that my company interfered. It's called tortuous interference with a contract. That was the charge, because we hired one of their employees who responded to an internet solicitation. That's where it gets complicated, and you see some non-compete agreements in the in the last few years that say. Except if they respond to an Internet agreement. You see what I'm saying? And this was a sort of a blind deal. And this employee or this prospective employee responded to it, interviewed. We hired, knowing we had a risk. And, of course, I'm going to have conversations with our lawyers before we did that. Uh, but that ended up in court. The, the former employer sued them, the employee, and us for interfering with it. I'll discuss that a little bit more. It's kind of interesting when we come back. We'll take a break right here with Super Talk News, Fox News. Don't forget, Lars Larson at 1120 in a concert ticket giveaway. The JT Show will be right back.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
4: news. I'm Lillian Wu. The CDC's just issued new guidance saying fully vaccinated teachers and students don't need to wear masks inside school buildings. Also urging schools to fully reopen in the fall. Meanwhile, the Biden administration has summoned big tech bracing for a
20: crackdown.
17: Competition, the word we keep hearing from this White House, uh, they say that's what we will see today. That's what's behind this large sweeping executive order we expect from President Biden. They argue the lack of competition is what drives up prices. You go after big tech, look for a, a move. To have some language, at least, that puts an end to what they see as unfair methods of competition. Also look for more regulation.
4: Fox's Connell McShane and a police officer in the UK confesses to murder.
12: British
16: police officer Wayne Cousins kidnapped a young woman, Sarah Everard, as she walked home through London, then raped and killed her. Fox's Simon Owen.
4: America's listening to Fox News.
6: Hi, this is Anitra over at McBee's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy Blue Plates for under ten dollars, Monday through Friday from eleven to two. Monday we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday we have beef tips or chicken breast. Wednesday we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms, spring sauce, and every day hamburger steak or chicken sweets.
16: McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater, and the perfect spot for any size party to. News.
9: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. More than 500 people have been arrested in connection with the insurrection on the U.S. Capitol January 6th. Senator Cindy Hyde Smith was on the phone with Capitol Police
6: that night. And they said the intel was just not there, that we would expect that many people. We were so understaffed. For the numbers that came. And they weren't considered a radical group, you know, just from the surface of looking at, you know, the rally that they were attending, what time they would be there, and the plans.
9: They took a big hit during the pandemic, but casinos are starting to experience record revenues again. John Ferrucci, general manager of the Silver Slipper in Bay St. Louis, says the 4th of July weekend was huge. We
19: took a snapshot of a four-day holiday weekend for July 4th going back to 2010 and this this was the most productive
9: weekend you know, in the last 11 years for us For Super Talk Mississippi News I'm Kelly Bennett
16: Typically, we here at Keep Mississippi Beautiful like to share positive news with you, but not today. Litter is on the rise in our state, and we need your help. Please put trash in its proper place and make sure you aren't accidentally littering items from the back of your truck. Protect the road, secure your load, because trash blows. Do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org.
9: Appointed to the American Security Task Force, Congressman Stephen Palazzo tells Supertalk that this is a push to address true issues facing the American people.
19: I believe the majority of Americans want a strong and secure America. And you know, that starts with securing our border. That starts with protecting our computers and our grids from cyber attack. And most importantly, it
16: starts locally with our police officers.
9: This is one of seven task forces created by House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Five additional counties have been approved for public assistance following february's winter storm with the addition of clay
15: holmes quitman webster and wilkinson a total of 36 counties are now eligible for assistance along with the mississippi band of choctaw indians the storm caused over 25 million dollars worth of damage to public infrastructure as multiple rounds of severe winter weather impacted the state in mid-february
9: i'm kelly bennett
20: Monsters are coming. Saturday, July 17th. Wicked Weed Brewing presents the, the Twilight, Twilight Concert Series at Renaissance. Again, 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 again. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Don't miss Big Head Todd and the Monsters with Southern Avenue and South of Eden live at Renaissance. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland.
11: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3, Super Talk Jackson.
1: And now, the moment you've all been waiting
0: for. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fl. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
3: You're with the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this Friday, y'all. So, a little bit more about this executive order. The federal government under the order would, uh, what it seeks to do, it says. This is, it's always you know, such a noble goal, the goals are, but they never, ever work out when the government gets involved. Families across the country are paying high prices for such things as Internet service, prescription drugs, and hearing aids, the White House said. It seeks to ultimately lower prices for families, increase wages for workers, and promote innovation and even faster economic growth. By meddling with the free market, it never works out, ever, because it goes against the dynamics of the market the normalization between consumers and sellers. And so banning non-compete agreements would make it easier for people to switch jobs, they maintain. Which again, having operated in a number of states, some states, they are enforceable, some they are not. It would direct the Department of Transportation. So this is something they intend to implement across the spectrum of federal agencies. Would direct the Department of Transportation to issue rules that require airlines to clearly disclose fees on luggage and flight changes and requiring they refund fees when service isn't provided or baggage is delayed. It's just meddling in the free market. Now I'm not saying that I'm opposed to that idea. I'm opposed to the government forcing it. They'll figure out something else. It's a cat-and-mouse game. It's, it's just crazy. And you think, "Oh, that won't affect me because my business, they're not after my. Yeah, they are. they're after all of them. They want to dictate who you sell to, what you sell, at what price. You sell it for, who you hire, and how much you pay them, and how many days off they get. That's what they want to do. That is the essence. That is the definition of socialism, of central planning and control. It never ends well, ever. So this case I had, interestingly enough, this non-compete situation, it was a very onerous non-compete agreement that this my competitive company made uh, this employee, or required all their employees to sign, and it got it made it to court. We went through a couple of years of litigation, made it to court, and it it was my understanding. and There's probably some of my lawyer friends listening, but I was advised, I believe, uh, as I recall, by our attorney that if someone is sued for economic damages in Mississippi, if it's at least a dollar, an individual is entitled to a jury trial. So we went to a jury trial over this non-compete agreement. This was probably 13, 14 years ago. And the jury found in favor of the plaintiff, but didn't award an amount even remotely close to what they were seeking. It was really a minimal, nominal amount of money. And their basis for that amount was to reimburse the other employer for the amount they had invested in training of that employee. That's also very common in our industry, what we call training reimbursement agreements, because we spend so much money constantly educating uh, our team because of the nature of technology, you always got to learn something new, and often that means you got to get on an airplane and go fly away for a week or two to go through classes, very expensive classes, plus the travel and the time off, and you got to give the employee usually time off to go study and take tests and stuff. Constant education, and so if you leave within a certain period of time after receiving that training, you'd have to reimburse it on some sort of prorated formula. And so that's what they ended up awarding. But it, what it showed is that in Mississippi, they do hold water, and they can stand up. They don't go to court very often, and in fact, there's just not a lot of precedent case law to even rely on, which was the case here in, in this particular situation. But anyhow, the president seeks to eliminate that totally. And there are 72 initiatives in this order that would impact more than a dozen government agencies to address anti-competitive practices in healthcare, care, transportation, banking, and tech. But it'll go beyond that. It never stops there. The goal, of course, being we in the government are better at managing this $20 trillion economy than is the market. That's the the underlying message here. So, you know what happens? All this crap just costs everybody more money. That's what ends up happening to deal with it. He's also going to form a competition council. How laughable is that? The government is going to form a competition council that will monitor progress. In the agricultural sector, it's a big one here, it's 39% of our economy. The order will address anti-competitive industry practices with new rules aimed at making it easier for farmers to bring lawsuits prohibiting the underpayment of chicken farmers and requiring transparency in meat labeling. It's just government metal is all it is, and I I just fear that we're all going to (laughs) lose. That's almost always what happens. Well, it is always what happens. This ain't... Just as the government shouldn't be going out knocking on doors to find out folks' vaccination status... They shouldn't be getting between an employee and an employer on their agreement, on their employment agreement. That's just not their place. But they want to manage every single aspect down to the minutiae of the operation of our economy. Just unbelievable. Uh... Under Trump, people with Medicare could get insulin for 35 bucks. Biden halted that immediately for review. Supposedly now they are back to paying 300 bucks. I heard the saying, that on the C Spire text line. Thomas in Greenwood says, Spike Cohen is rubbing off on you. And that's not true. You're wrong about that, Thomas. I've held these beliefs and views with respect to government intrusion and in economic matters my entire life. I don't know that I've ever thought differently. I am unashamedly, unabashedly a capitalist, a free market capitalist. I have been as long as I can remember. I don't remember ever not believing that, not feeling that way. I don't need a libertarian candidate to influence me in that respect. I don't agree with everything the Libertarian Party stands for. I don't agree with everything any party stands for. I have my own views. And we should all form our own views and opinions.
2: It's the beauty of individual liberty and freedom.
3: But man, we're being told we got to align with groups, aren't we? It's become the litmus test in our society. It's dangerous. What, of course, created this the most powerful, prosperous country on the planet. Getting a little philosophical here, but I don't care. It is, in fact, that rugged individualism. It is what the founders sought to escape. The fact that they were essentially banned from exercising their right to rugged individualism. They came here to do that. And they had a better thought about it.
2: And well, they... there's, there's power in numbers, but in a mob, you're only the mob is only as intelligent or half as intelligent as the smartest member. Whereas if you have an army of rugged individualists, they're all it, the the sum is greater than or the the sum is greater than the means or whatever yeah, they yeah, saying. I know something on the saying, but there there's a difference in in having a mindless mob and having a population of educated individuals. No question
3: about it. And and look. Every successful organization, that's how they succeed. It's by leveraging the talents of individuals towards a common goal and objective or a common set of goals and objectives. Look no further than the Mississippi State University baseball team. That is a bunch of individuals with unique strengths and capabilities from the coach, to every player on the team to the managers etc and they won a World Series because of it it's the magic of that unification of those rugged individual talents that did it we'll step aside right here Lars Larson will join us after the break stay with us
14: Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland, certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's ClintonBodyShop.com.
15: I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy.
4: There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific.
18: Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks 1 800 647 8540, or on the web, majesticmetalsinc.com.
11: Summer's here. Are you ready for a vacation? How about a vacation? from Your Car Payment. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring us your trade. We'll give you a top dollar for it. So if you're ready for a vacation, then get to Ridgeland Mitsubishi for new payments for the entire summer. Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Dine Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4, stock number 1795 at 19 down. 31% for 84 months. You for details with approved credit.
19: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You text the JT Show, 601
0: 879 4395. That's 601 879 4395. Now, here's more with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Back everyone, the JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino live from the Super Talk studios. Joining us now, Mr. Lars Larson, nationally syndicated talk host, of course, host of the Lars Larson Show here on Super Talk Mississippi, six o'clock weekdays. Lars, it is an honor and a pleasure, sir, to have you on the program today.
5: Thanks for joining us. Hey, it's a pleasure to be on the program. I just heard your comments about these uh, competitive measures where government that doesn't know how to do anything particularly well is going to show the private sector how to do competition. And one thing that caught my ear, if you don't mind me getting a little inside baseball, you were talking about this effort against so-called no competes. Uh, I don't know if that was at the top of your list, but uh, I have personal experience with no competes because for most of my career, I've had no competes. And I've had p- endless numbers of people call the show and say, this isn't fair to have a no compete agreement. I said, well, you don't have to make their agreement. Number one, it's a mutual thing. And number two, it makes you more valuable. And people have said, well, what do you mean by that? Now, you know that in broadcast, when I both, when I worked in TV and, and I've worked in radio, um, if your boss comes to you and says, I want you to sign a contract. You can say, no, I'd rather work month to month. I'll go paycheck to paycheck, that's fine. If he says, I wanna sign you to a contract, but I wanna no compete. For people outside the broadcast business, the, the dirty little secret is, you could be 10 years at one TV station, build up you know, from zero to a big reputation locally for being a good reporter or good news anchor. And then all of a sudden you take all that reputation, which was part you and part the TV station, uh, because they, they had a role in that, and say, I'd like to take that valuable thing and take it across town and sell it to your competitor for more money. And when the boss says, I don't want you to do that, He signs you to a no compete, and as I said, you can say no. If you you ban no competes, and there have been state efforts to do this, state legislative efforts, if you do that, you're making the employee less valuable because somebody could say, well, And I know you really don't, Supertalk really doesn't have any competitions in Mississippi, you dominate the state. But let's say somebody was on Supertalk for eight or 10 or 20 years, and then says, hey, you know what, now that I've got a huge name in the state, uh, and I didn't have one when I first went to work here, I'm gonna go sell it. You say, well, that's you. No, it's not you, It's, it's a partnership between you and Supertalk. And if you wanna go across town and sell it to the competitors to Supertalk, Uh, does that strike anybody as a fair kind of arrangement? So I'm a fan of no competes. Yes, they can crimp your style from time to time, but frankly, they make workers more valuable and they make employers more secure. And what employer would wanna say, I wanna build this man or woman up, or these days they, if there are they, uh, I guess there are some they's, I don't know how many are in broadcast right now, but if you say, I'm going to build this person up, I'm going, to, I'm going to buy billboards, I'm going to promote them, I'm going to send them out to events, and then when they've got a big old reputation, they're going to take it across town and sell it to my competitor. Who wants to work in that, who wants to employ people in a situation like that?
3: Yeah, it's a great point, and thanks so much for sharing uh, the analogy, I guess, to the broadcast industry. Lars, I come from the IT industry, and in the IT industry, these are very common because the the uh, <laughs> the demand for talent is exceedingly higher than the supply. And we hire these folks, we pay them an unbelievable amount of money because they're valuable and then we, what do we do? We train them, we give them incredible resources and assets so they can go make unbelievable livings (laughs) <laughs> and and they do that, of course, on their accord, but they can't do it without the partnership and being part of our team and the resources and the assets we surround them with, and then they say, okay, I got it, I'm going over here and I'm taking all my customers and all my assets and all my information and, you know, this gazillion dollar quote I'm working on, I'm going to go over here and just sell it working for those guys. So it, it's uh, is it just an agreement between employees and employers? And it's not yeah. the government's place to meddle in that. I, I don't know if you caught it, but it just feels like they want to dictate who we hire, how much we pay them, how many days off we give them, what their benefits are going to be. And then they want to dictate what you're going to sell, who you're going to sell it to it, and at what price you're going to sell. Well, then, what do they need me for? They're the, they're the become the industry. This is what disturbs me.
5: Well, and it disturbs me too, and it should disturb every working man and woman and every business owner out there. Because imagine this, say you have a really valuable employee and, and say in, uh, in IT, you wanna hire this person. And you say, but this person really values time off. They wanna go hunting every fall for three months. You say, okay, I'll give you more time off, but that means I have to pay you less. Or you could go the other way around. Could be a young man or woman who says, I've got a new family, I've got a house. I wanna make the maximum amount of money. I don't want all the time off. I need the money in my bank account. And I think all of us have been at that point in our lives where you said time off wasn't valuable because when you had time off, you didn't have any money to go do anything with it. So you say, I'd rather be working and making money to get myself situated for the future. And then later in life, you might say, I'd like more time off. And you negotiate those things And here's the government walking in saying, we know what's best for both of you. We will negotiate on your behalf. And you don't have any say so in it. That is intruding into your affairs every bit as much as Joe Biden's plan to have door knockers asking about vaccination. (laughs) And we've been talking about that, too. But
3: what you just described there, Lars, is this concept of delayed gratification, which has now been deemed racist. You can't work hard today and sacrifice today for some reward in the future. Oh, no, that's racist.
5: Well, and anyway, isn't that crazy? I got an email this week from a guy, I don't know him, but he said, look, Lars, I've been swinging a hammer my whole life. And he says, I've done very well at it. And he says, and at age 23, I was paying all my bills. I bought my first house. At age 25, I bought another house. And, and he and he says, now I've got 15 rentals. Uh, and so he's built up, if you think about that, if you buy houses in your 20s and by your 40s, they're mostly paid for and they're worth a lot more. And he says, along comes the government and says, by the way, and and he says he's one of the victims, three of his 11 tenants have not been paying rent for a year because the government decided you don't have to pay rent. So they've intruded into a private relationship. And you know, the left will always tell you about one particular private relationship and that is between a woman and her doctor and her ability to kill unborn babies. And they love that kind of stay out of my business. But when it comes to saying, I bought a house 20 years ago. I've worked hard on it. I've treated my tenants right. And then you walk in and tell them they don't have to hold their end of the deal. Uh, who are you to walk in and tell me what to do? And yet they've done that to literally hundreds of thousands of landlords. And I know that many people, when they think of landlord, uh, I'm old enough, I remember the old Snidely Whiplash cartoons, you know, the guy with <laughs> the, the long mustache. and uh, I'll get you my pretty. And <laughs> But most landlords, an awful lot of landlords in America, I'll bet this is true in Mississippi, are mom and pops. They're a husband and wife or a couple who bought a house and then bought another one and spent decades building up a stock of rental housing. And I had a, a, a duplex for about 10 years. I treated my tenants very well and I had a great relationship with them. And there was one tenant in particular, Emmett. Emmett turner uh he'd fall behind a couple of months because he had quit a really good job with the city working in the road department to do to turn wood projects so he had kind of a feast or famine existence there were de- there were months he'd sell a couple of big you know projects he'd worked on for a client and he'd make a bunch of money and then he'd be he'd be short of cash so i let him float because we had a good relationship who is the government to get in the m- middle of my good relationship and say you have to treat everybody like you treated Emmett. Well, I trusted Emmett, and Emmett never failed to come through for me. But uh, but other people, I wouldn't have trusted them past sure. you know five days late. Sure, but they're on your property. They're using your assets.
3: Some to some degree, you got to have some rights. But the government says no, you can't do that. It's it's just essentially denying your right to work is what it is. Uh, it's, yep. it's exactly what it is because that is your work essentially. What bothers me about the president just signing an executive order, and, and the report I read says 72 provisions. I haven't read them all, but I've read a few, and the, what's laughable and the irony, Lars, is that they're designed to be anti to combat anti competition. The government is going to step in and fight a fight anti competition that never works out and they always say we're just going to limit it to these few industries
5: that never works out either. Well I'll tell you what, can I give you one place the government could increase competition to the benefit of all? Sure. Now I don't want to be hated by letter carriers because we have a (laughs) lot of great, letter. you do and I do, a lot of great letter carrier listeners. My beef is with their management but do you know one place where there is an absolute monopoly and that is first-class right. There is actually a set of uh, laws that says that if Lars or you know Gerard yep. goes out and says, I'm gonna set up a private business delivering letters to people's businesses because I can do it faster in, in my town in Mississippi, yep. it is actually illegal and the post office has gone after people and prosecuted them for violating that law. So they granted this first-class monopoly Postal Service used to earn about. Hey Lars, hold that thought. Uh, Hold that thought. We got a break.
3: Let's continue it when we come back after the break. I got a couple other things to ask you about too. Lars Larson is our guest. Stay with us, everybody. The JT Show will be right back.
10: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, partly sunny, high near 89. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 73. Your Saturday, a 50% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 92. And for your Sunday, 60% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 92. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
1: greater jackson area the big one the great southern gun and knife show is coming for two big days only at the trademark building on the fairgrounds show hours are saturday nine to five sunday ten till 5. Hundreds of dealers tables available full of guns knives ammunition holsters gun books camouflage jewelry and related items hunters and collectors this big show's for you buy sell trade or just spend the day browsing ladies are especially welcome admission just nine dollars for adults two dollars for kids ages six to eleven sorry no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent got any guns to sell be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show thousands of buyers will be there instant background checks available for gun purchases the big one the great southern gun and knife show this weekend saturday nine to five sunday ten to five at the trademark building on the fairgrounds take the high street exit off i-55 and follow the signs exercise your right to keep and bear arms while you're there be sure to register for the door prize see you this weekend at the big one sure as shooting don't Don't miss miss it. it
16: Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland.
18: For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services.
12: Madison Sellers, proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits, from special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner. It's all at Madison Sellers Premium Wine and Spirits, Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center.
9: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. More than 500 people have been arrested in connection with the insurrection on the U.S. Capitol January 6th. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith was on the phone with Capitol
6: Police that night. And they said the intel was just not there, that we would expect that many people. We were so understaffed for the numbers that came. And they weren't considered a radical group, you know, just from the surface of looking at, you know, the rally that they were attending, what time they would be there, and the plans.
9: They took a big hit during the pandemic, but casinos are starting to experience record revenues again. John Ferrucci, general manager of the Silver Slipper in Bay St. Louis, says the 4th of July weekend was huge.
2: We took a snapshot of
19: a four-day holiday weekend for July 4th going back to 2010. And this this was the most
9: productive weekend you know, in the last 11 years for us. For Super Talk Mississippi News,
16: I'm Kelly Bennett.
15: Go with the home team. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little
4: children of the world.
19: Gallo here, just want to remind you about the ninth annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon on July the 15th. Look. Not only tune in, be a part of it right
0: here on Super Talk Mississippi. Now, back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino.
7: Great news, everybody.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Lars Larson is our guest. Lars, thanks so much for hanging on. So please continue. Uh, You were making a great point about the monopoly that is the United States Postal Service.
5: Well, people may not realize it, but first-class mail is legally restricted to only the post office. Now, they're losing a lot of money. First-class mail is kind of going away uh, because of technology and bill payment and everything else. But having said that, If he wants to make them competitive, force the post office to compete. Uh, I'm not sure that UPS or FedEx or the others would want to deliver first class mail. But the idea that you have a money losing $10 billion a year in losses us postal service again my beef is with management not with the carriers um that that has a monopoly on mail why should the government have the monopoly on any kind of service and when people say well the constitution provides for the postal service it says you can have one it doesn't say you have to have one and at this point i hate to say it but the post office losing 10 billion dollars a year while fedex and ups make tons of money because they do a very good job at it um yeah, let's let's put some competition in there, Joe. Just call the Postal Board of Directors and say, why don't we have some competition
8: there?
3: Yeah, totally agree. And and you you reminded me of something with respect to a Board of Directors, where we've got states already, such as California and Illinois, that are dictating what the composition of a Board of Directors is to be. You've even got what the Nasdaq, I believe, considering uh, provisions and uh, rules that would require certain compositions of boards of directors to be listed, to be public. So this is just more, again, central planning when you start talking about this is what your board has to look like, the organization responsible for governing the organization itself. That just doesn't make any sense.
5: Gerard, no, it doesn't. And worse than that, imagine the person who's put on a board of directors and realizes they are the minority hire. Yeah. and i think we should be that blunt about it because you know i i don't follow football as much as many people do but the rooney rule are you're familiar with that yeah where they if they're going to interview coaches they've got to interview one person of color yep. for the coaching job so somewhere in america there's a coach who may be a very good coach and he realizes he's the rooney rule add to the list and he's going to be interviewed and they're going to treat him just like the other ones and he may or may not get the job, probably won't. There aren't too many black uh, coaches in the NFL, and I'd love to see more of them, but I'd love to see them get there based on their skills and their talents and their record, not because you say, oh great, I've got to go to this set of interviews, I know they're not going to hire me, uh, and I'm being included because of my skin color. That's got to feel like the biggest insult in the world.
3: I couldn't agree more, but but Lars, this is something we talk about on the program a lot that d- deeply concerns me is this, this push by the left to transition this country from an, an achievement-based society to one where outcomes are determined, just as you were discussing, uh, based on your physical attributes. That just can't work out in our best interest, and how can a person, as you said, that is selected, uh, let's say, for admission to a school or for a job or for appointment to a board solely based on their physical attributes, their identity, if you will, as opposed to their performance, their value proposition, that can't produce the best for society.
5: No, and, and imagine, ask, I have not served in the military, most of my family members have, but ask anybody who's served, and I've, I've put this question to people who have prior service and are veterans or are currently serving, and you and they'll tell you, they'll make the point that we should all be aware of, the military began desegregating a long time before American society did, yeah. uh, and, and at that point, the military became a meritocracy. Now, we can probably find examples where it failed, but there are a lot of cases where you go in as a young man man or woman, black or white or Hispanic. And if you're really good, you end up as a sergeant, a lieutenant, a captain, or you end up as Colin Powell as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And you end up working for a president of the United States and your skin color didn't matter. What mattered was you knew how to do the job. Now. Take that kind of meritocracy and then apply the rules the Biden administration wants to apply to everything else and say, we want the military to have a colorful rainbow of all these various checkmark boxes that you have to check. So you say, you're gonna get a sergeant. He's not a very good sergeant or he's not a very good lieutenant but he's the right gender, he's the right pronoun, he's the right sexual preference, or he's the right color, or she's the right color, and we're gonna put him in charge. Can you imagine how demoralizing that would be when people say, yeah, my captain isn't very bright, he sent us on some really bad, made some really bad decisions, but he checked all the right boxes to make Uncle Joe happy. Well, in that case, people die. I mean, literally this is
3: what happens. Yeah. Those are the consequences. Yeah. And you look no further than, than Biden's a cabinet. I mean, you know, that was just a chessboard they laid out and said, we got to have one of these, one of those, one of these. It had nothing to do with capability
5: or qualifications. And, and, you know, when you look at past presidents, too, Obama for example, one of the measures I'd never seen before Obama was what percentage of the time in, in years, has your have your cabinet members spent in the private sector? And most presidents have, you know, cabinet members who've been in academics or business or both. Yeah. Uh, and and many times the percentages are very high for private sector experience. The private sector is not afraid to punish you if you don't, you know, perform. Uh, uh, Obama took that down to eight percent. His entire cabinet, eight percent of their entire experience, had been in the private sector. The rest of them were college professors, uh, talking theory in a classroom. Well, as we all know, uh, you know, universities are great, but the problem is, theory in a classroom sometimes does not work at all when the rubber meets the road.
3: That is just unbelievable. Uh, so, wanted to also ask you about. We just had July Fourth, Independence Day in America. Yep. I don't know that I've ever seen so many just uh, uh, across our society, those in government, Maxine Waters, Corey Bush, denouncing this country, calling it out, highly critical of it. You got major media outlets, The Washington Post, uh, NPR who says the Declaration of Independence is racist. The Washington Post uh, says the Statue of Liberty's got to be cancelled, that it's hypocritical. The New York Times says the flag is divisive. I, but you can't get them to say, well, where is it better, first of all? And secondly, it was the, the idea was to aspire to create and establish a more perfect union. Nobody ever said it was yep. perfect, but it's excellent is the way I describe it.
5: Well, and I think we were a country created by geniuses who wrote, as you said, an aspirational document. And and it's the same way most of us who are, you know, if you said to your kids, what do you want to do? And the kid's 21 or 22, and you say, well, exactly what I'm doing right now, Dad, for the rest of my life. You say, you don't aspire to anything. Right. Now, if the kid has asked, well, I want to be an astronaut, I want to be a nuclear physicist, good. Yeah. Maybe you won't get all the way there But, uh, oh heck, who said this? A man's reach should exceed his grasp, or what's a heaven for? And what he meant was, Hmm. at every point in your life, even when you get older, you should be saying, you know what, next year I'm gonna learn some things, or tomorrow I'm gonna learn some things. I'm gonna know how to do things next uh, month, next year, that I didn't know how to do today. And can you imagine the sad state of a human if you said, I'm happy with what I know now, with what I do now. I don't aspire to do anything better. When you're a country, if you have an aspirational document that says, this is what we hope to be, and we know we are not that today. I had a historian point out to me the other day, do you know that at least a couple of the original 13 colonies tried to outlaw slavery at the time america was being formed huh. as they were becoming states and people say oh no uh, america was just irredeemably racist no there were a couple of the colonies that tried to outlaw it at the time and if, and clearly the constitution aspired to the idea that we are all created equal and that we all have equal rights under the law now why would you write a document that just says, whatever we're doing right now is okay, status quo, we're going to stick with that. Right. This doc- and, and going back and criticizing it because the fact that they wrote a document that, that wasn't being reflected at that time, yep. but that the colonies and the founders said, this is where we want this country to go, and it's where we've gone. But isn't it that document that facilitated that, essentially? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And there isn't another document like it on planet Earth. And like you, I love to ask people who say America is terrible. I say, great name, a better country, even our ideological cousins in places like Canada and Great Britain do not have. the. And I think many Americans may must be unaware of this. Don't have the freedoms we have because you can go to Canada and be convicted for free speech. That's right. Mark Stein, one of our colleagues, very nearly got he was put on trial for free speech that was critical of Islam. In Great Britain, there are no Second Amendment rights, there are no First Amendment right. well, there are limited First Amendment rights, but there is no place on Earth that affords its citizens the kind of freedoms we have, but better than that, the only country on Earth that says, these freedoms don't come because a government apparatchik gave them to you. Unbelievable. They came because of God. And God it- gave you those rights, The government's job is to protect it. Well,
3: we got to go, but the left would tell you that your rights come from government. They don't acknowledge (laughs) that there's such a thing as unalienable rights from your creator. We can't even get past that. Lars, I can't tell you what a joy it's been to have you on the program. So appreciative of you joining us today. Enjoy your program, and it was a lot of fun.
5: Take care, sir. Thank you. It is always my pleasure to be on And By the way, my newest dog, who just celebrated his 11th month birthday, he's a he's a he's a Bernese. He came from Pontotoc. Wow! So I'm always grateful to Mississippi. For Pontotoc, my, my, Mississippi. My dog.
3: Very cool, Lars. Take <laughs> care. Thanks a lot. Take care now. We'll be right back. Stay with us.
4: Talito, this summer, July 14th through the 17th, the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians invite you to the 71st edition of the Choctaw Indian Fair.
0: Come and experience Choctaw foods, traditional music, dances, and visit the Arts and Crafts Pavilion for exquisite art, Native American jewelry, Choctaw basketry, and so much more.
4: Don't miss popular midway rides, nightly concerts under the stars, and the granddaddy of all field sports, Choctaw Stickball.
0: The Choctaw Indian Fair is back. For more information, visit us online at ChoctawIndianFair.com and like us on Facebook.
4: Hope to see you there. Hachapisalachkeh.
8: Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an XMARC. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and & Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special XMARC pricing and special XMark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment, serving Central Mississippi since 1993.
21: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to two men and a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday
10: This is the Midday market Report for the Mississippi Network. I'm Bob Sullender. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai met with Mexican Agricultural and Rural Development Secretary Victor Villalobos and Economy Secretary Tatiana Clotier on Wednesday in Mexico City raising several ag trade-related issues. Tai emphasized the importance of Mexico immediately resuming the authorization of biotechnical products, according to a brief readout of the session. However, it is not clear that Tai raised a key issue on GMOs, the proposed ban on imports of GMO corn by the the end of 2024. That issue remains clouded in uncertainty. Reuters reports that Villalobos has been pushing for feed corn to be exempt from the ban, a key situation given that Mexico imports around 16 million metric tons of corn from the U.S. to feed its livestock sector. But even the issue of GMO corn approvals could become a trade issue as there could be blockages of imports of corn into Mexico if they are from GMO varieties that the country has yet to approve. That is a situation U.S. corn farmers have faced in other markets before. For the Mississippi Network, I'm Bob Cylinder.
16: there's not a lot that's free in life i mean it calls to bring you into this world and when you leave it and everything in between well there is something free and valuable to your well-being and that's for you to call 811 before you dig pull stumps erect a mailbox dig a post or start a garden Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811.
19: Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages,
16: zero injuries. Typically, we here at Keep Mississippi Beautiful like to share positive news with you, but not today. Litter is on the rise in our state, and we need your help. Please put trash in its proper place and make sure you aren't accidentally littering items from the back of your truck. Protect the road, secure your load, because trash blows. Do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org.
4: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Supertalk Jackson 97.3.
0: You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi.
15: Worked all week, got it all done. Let's make the
21: Tennessee River.
15: Hey, everybody, I think the time is
20: right. Let's get together.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. You got Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Friday, y'all. So, thank you for having Lars on. I listen to him every night. Love Super Talk from the C Spire text line, the 662 region. Really appreciate that. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed that. I, I hope uh, you folks enjoyed the interview as well with Lars. It was insightful, engaging from someone that is in the know, been in the business a long time, uh, the professional that he is. The show is great. And uh, his, his messaging is, I think, spot on, and his analysis is as well. So really do appreciate him taking uh, some time to join us here on the program today. We'll have to do that again. It's been a big week. We had Grover Norquist from uh, um, Americans for Tax Reform. We had uh, Paris Denard from the RNC. He's a Black Media Affairs representative. And, and then we had Lars today, so we had three national figures on the program this week. That's pretty big. That's a lot of fun. And I just am proud and honored to uh, be part of that. It was really, really cool. So don't forget we've got the ninth annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon coming up next Thursday. Every year, there are children across Mississippi that need a loving home, and many times these children are caught in unimaginable circumstances, and that's why we need your help. You'll learn how Palmer Home for Children serves vulnerable children. It's a faith-based organization that doesn't take government money, so we definitely need your help. Please listen in and join us for the ninth annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon. That's all happening next Thursday. July the 15th on Super Talk Mississippi. Really looking forward to that as well. So, Doug in Oxford, by the way, writes in I just donated blood in JT's name. Yippee. Really appreciate that, Doug. We were, of course, at Mississippi Blood Services last week trying to help those folks out with uh, what is a severe shortage of blood. And don't forget uh, our friend. The host of the show, uh, J.T. Williamson, is undergoing treatments for cancer. And as part of that, he often needs blood, blood platelets. And so anything we can do to help out, I know he would certainly appreciate He called us, of course, when we were at Mississippi Blood Services, making an appeal to our audience for that. And so I really appreciate that, Doug. Thanks Thanks for doing that. Uh, In a word, awesome, that's on the C Spire text line, assuming that is referring to our interview with uh, Lars. I thought so as well. Lars is great and really appreciate that. Hopefully we talked about the things folks want to hear about. And uh, it was kind of cool that he was listening in on our conversation. Rhino said he joined the prior segment when we were talking about this uh, Biden executive offer uh, uh, excuse me executive order which seeks to outlaw non-compete agreements and you heard him tell his personal story about that did so very well it's just an agreement between parties that are are, are voluntarily agreeing to the terms of that agreement that what's wrong with that the government's job in in fact, is to some degree make sure that those that such agreements, such contracts are are enforced and honored to some extent, where that's possible. It is not to dictate the terms of them. This is gross overreach, in my view, and it's uh, really a problem. Oh man, it's just I don't know. Trump was going to fix the postal service but they would not leave him alone. Yeah, I mean it from a from a financial and economic perspective, I'm not sure it is fixable and one of the main reasons it's not if if you really dig underneath the covers there to see what's going on it, it once again it's these defined benefit plans it's these these pensions very very expensive pensions and they're just upside down on it. So a great deal of the losses incurred by the Postal Service has to do with pension expense and there's just not enough coming in and, and in the way of investment income and current contributions uh, to fund the outflows of pension benefits. It's just simple as that. And it's just a huge expense burden And unless something is done about that, that problem is going to continue to exacerbate. And as Lars said, you know, if you if you look at the postal services data, there are just fewer pieces of mail being delivered. There's just less use of it, less need for it, and um, a a great deal of that is caused by the digitization of our of our world.
2: But I mean, part of it. It's not a new concept. I mean. Yeah. Was it the late 90s? You had Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks talking about email and a rom com. That's right. You've got mail? Yeah, it's not like email's been a, just a new thing.
3: Yeah. And the ease of which you can attach documents, otherwise, which you would mail, or electronic signature, as an example. It's kind of displacing that. We're at the top of the hour. That means Super Talk News and Fox News. Don't forget, we got a concert ticket giveaway coming up. You will want to stay with us for that? We'll be right back.
0: Your home for Ole Miss Sports WFMN, Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601 345 8090.
14: I'm Chris
1: Foster. There's new guidance from the Centers for Disease Control about coronavirus restrictions in schools.
21: Anyone who's fully vaccinated, um, they can... They don't need to mask indoors. They don't need to physical distance.
1: Aaron Sauber with the CDC says it's up to schools how to handle a mix of kids where some under 12 aren't vaccine eligible and how to handle a lack of vaccine documentation. Montana wildlife officials say they found, shot, and killed a grizzly bear that pulled a woman from her tent and killed her Tuesday. And around 4,000 conservatives are together in Dallas for the weekend starting today.
7: The conservative political action conference takes the theme of America uncancelled in
1: which conservative leaders hope to convince everyday conservative voters not- not to feel marginalized by cancel culture or the loss of the 2020 presidential election fox's evan brown in dallas former president trump speaks at the conference sunday afternoon america's listening to fox news
16: As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today.
21: At Alliance Ag Risk Management, our slogan is, Hope for the best, prepare for the worst whether it's using our bottom line ag app to create a personalized crop marketing plan, partnering with our agents to identify the right policy to minimize risk against the perils of high-value production, or just having someone to talk to in a time of need. We're dedicated to coming alongside you to take emotion out of the equation and maximize your hard-earned profits. Alliance Ag Risk Management. Hope for the best. Prepare for the worst.
16: Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster.
9: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Tyson chicken recall has grown to nearly 9 million pounds of ready to eat chicken products that could be contaminated with listeria. They were produced between December 26th and April 13th and shipped nationwide to retailers and institutions, including hospitals, nursing facilities, restaurants and schools. For a list of affected products, visit supertalk.fm. Students at Northeast Mississippi Community College taking career tech programs could get a little extra help this fall. It's called the Northeast Promise Scholarship, a last-dollar scholarship which funds any leftover tuition or fees after all other financial aid has been applied. The funding is available for students seeking an associate's degree or certificate, or for up to four semesters. The deadline to apply is August 6th. For Super Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. may not be going out of state, but Craig Ray with Visit Mississippi says they're seeing an uptick in the number of Mississippians traveling in-state. Hotel bookings and restaurants are two of the biggest indicators. And of course the gaming revenues is a good 50% of all of our numbers. So when we see our gaming revenues that are
19: shared by Larry Gregory and team, they're at record numbers. Even though their hotel occupancy
9: is down, it means the people that are going are spending more money. A 14-year-old from Louisiana made Spelling Bee his History last night, Carmen Roberts with Fox shares the story. The winner of this year's Scripps National Spelling Bee captured the illustrious title with the word Muria, a genus of tropical trees.
7: M-U-R-R-A-Y-A. That is correct.
9: <laughs> the competition on ESPN as 14-year-old Zaila Avant-Garde from New Orleans,
6: Louisiana, becomes the first African-American
4: champion. I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: Your talk, your weather, and your sports, all in one place. SuperTalk.fm. Every show, every podcast, and every league breaking story, all in one place. SuperTalk.fm.
6: I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch. My office is leading a statewide initiative to provide you with the tools to recognize human trafficking. Go to AttorneyGeneralLynnFitch.com to learn more. Together, we can be the solution.
1: Richard Frost. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Who are you?
0: Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert.
3: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show Super Talk Mississippi, rocking into the afternoon. Uh, several questions, uh, Rhino, about uh, the status of JT's health, and we really haven't received anything, right? I mean, we got we... a
2: bit of an update last week when he chimed in after the uh, the Bulldogs national championship. He's he's still undergoing treatment. He is having to get blood transfusions routinely. That's why there's the need for blood, especially donated in his name. But not a, a big update, no.
3: Yeah. And, I mean, for the most part, certainly on the JT Show Facebook site, that's come from his daughter. But there hasn't been any lately, right? It's been a couple of months. So we'll pass on what we know uh, to the extent we are authorized to pass it on, of course. But uh, no, no much, not much of an update other than that. But he was obviously, rightfully so, ecstatic, about uh, Mississippi State's College World Series National Championship. That was pretty cool. And uh, so glad that 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 occurred, uh, certainly for him. A little bit of of, uh, happiness in his life, and we appreciate that. So this uh, particular listener, by the way, says that she tried to donate blood for JT, but her veins are too small, and said she took her daughter with her and was, and was able to donate on behalf of him. Great show. That's Catherine. Appreciate that, Catherine. Really do. And I, I know JT does as well. Uh, Jeff and Raymond says, "Great week, guys. Enjoyed the big time guest. Glad I decided to work in my office this week so I could focus on Super Talk instead of work." Jeff and Raymond appreciate that. Jeff, yeah, it has been a good week, a fun week, and and I just want to say that I appreciate the Super Talk team here for uh, coordinating and organizing the uh, the guests as they do. And it uh, makes uh, certainly my and our job easier when we've got just a great slate, great lineup, as we do every day, I feel. And, uh, and of course, don't forget we got the Palmer Home Radiothon next week. And then later on in the month, we're going to be over at the Neshoba County Fair for a couple of days. So just a lot of good stuff going on. Lars was great, by the way, Gerard. You can catch Hill Street Blues on the Heroes and Icons Network around 2 a.m. for two hours. I'm zonked out at 2 a.m. there. Uh, I don't know that I'll catch that, but be careful out there, Hill Street Blues. That was
2: good. (laughs) I've never heard of the Heroes and Icons Network. Where have I been? I don't think it has the full name. I think it's H&I is the the Ah, logo they have. I got you. I'm only familiar with it because they play the old black-and-white Superman live-action TV show. Yeah. Which is why I got the joke of bang, 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 bullets bounce off Superman's chest, run out of bullets, throw the gun at Superman, Superman ducks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you know how it seems like every day we learn about some new words, phrases, terms that just have to be canceled, Right. The latest, (laughs) oh, jeez, is the call to discontinue calling food exotic. I kid you not. That's now considered racist.
16: To call food exotic.
3: Yeah. It's crazy. I know it is, but... It's because that most of the time, according to <laughs> those who are calling for this action, this cancellation of exotic food, <laughs> they're basically saying that it changes the, the user's perspective into thinking that it, the food originates from certain foreign nations that are mostly inhabited by people
2: of color. Well, that that is kind of the definition of exotic, right? And Pretty so, sure it means coming from a distant foreign land.
3: <laughs> they, right, I agree. <laughs> uh, and so, when you hear that, you're like, I guess they believe you think negative thoughts about the food itself. They say it, I kid you not, it reinforces a xenophobia and racism.
2: <laughs> there goes that misuse of the word phobia again, which means fear. If you're afraid of them, why are you eating their food? Well, that's a good
3: point. That That's an excellent point. I don't know that anybody is afraid of certain food. I mean, maybe afraid of the way it tastes. But not because of its country of origin, right? I'm not familiar with anybody that's ever said that. They say it's lost its essential meaning.
2: <laughs> I mean, you can be afraid of the the durian fruit because it smells like hot garbage, but it's still a delicacy to some, and would be considered exotic.
3: Exotic. I'd have to. I'm with you on that one. So, <laughs> get this. I I can't even say it without laughing. They say it indirectly lengthens the metaphysical distance between <laughs> one group of humans and another. <laughs>
2: now we're in the metaphysical. The, the real.
3: That's some more of that grandiloquent language there.
2: <laughs> we are all
0: star children.
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, it's true. This is in the Washington Post by the way this isn't some obscure publication. this fool in the Washington Post <laughs> is demanding that we discontinue the practice of calling food exotic you got nothing else to do when you dream that crap up you can you can't possibly have anything else to
2: do It's a stereotypical first world problem. <laughs>
3: Malcolm from Tishomingo, who comes up with this crap, man? I wish I knew Malcolm. I I don't know. It's I don't know. I brought it up for a laugh, by the way. I hope it brought a smile to your face because when I read it, I laughed, and maybe it, uh, it maybe it prompted the same reaction from you. It because it's so stupid. It's so stupid.
2: The person that came up with that concept probably shares the same number of brain cells as somebody that got in a little bit of hot water over in Scotland earlier. What's that? You might have heard this story. In North Berwick, Scotland, a spectator was escorted from the course of the Scottish Open earlier today, which it it was, well, it was still dark here, but it was light over there. The spectator... Took a club from Rory McIlroy's bag and decided to take a few practice swings with it. (laughs) Right off the tenth tee. Hey, let me borrow that for a second. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) He took the head cover off of McIlroy's driver and then grabbed an iron from the bag. He took. And McIlroy's just in there watching. Just, what are you doing, dude?
3: Why did he take the head cover off the off the driver? But then he grabbed what club? Did he swing? He grabbed the iron. An iron. An iron. A a what iron? An iron. An iron. Okay, they didn't say it. They didn't clarify. Oh, uh, I what possesses people to do stuff like this? What are they thinking or not thinking?
2: The best part of it is they were they were talking to some other golfers that were there kind of watching it, laughing it off and and they they said they knew he wasn't a golfer from how he was gripping the club.
3: <laughs> Somebody was analyzing his grip. Oh gosh.
2: He was quickly escorted off the premises by security <laughs> and now he's in police custody. <laughs>
3: Oh, man, that's just crazy. All right, what about the story you were sharing with me with the person at the soccer game? Please share
2: that with yeah, our Yeah, the, the Euro 2020s are winding down with England and Italy taking the, uh, the, the final match this weekend for the, the Euro 2020. But England played Denmark, and one unlucky English fan got fired because of it. Because they took a sick day, called out from work because they just weren't feeling up to snuff, couldn't come in, didn't want to get the rest of the office sick I, just, I can't do it today I'll be in tomorrow <laughs> and then England scored a goal and the camera zoomed in on the ecstatic crowd and there was the employee right there in the middle of them having the time of their life <laughs> and the employer called him with it and called him up and said, "Hey uh, you're fired <laughs> <laughs> basically lied about
3: it yeah you know the employee side of that of the relationship with employers, It's always employers that are that are the subject and the target of the vitriol and the criticism never talk about employees in this particular case it's both sides is the point
2: <laughs> probably wouldn't have got fired if you just said hey I got tickets <laughs>
3: That's exactly right.
2: Can I burn a personal day?
3: (laughs) When we come back, we got to give away some concert tickets, as you mentioned there. So (laughs) stay with us. The JT show will continue.
10: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, partly sunny, high near 89. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 73. Your Saturday, a 50% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 92. And for your Sunday, 60% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 92. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
15: The new degree of comfort.
11: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: This is The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Wow!
20: Sugar
3: I feel nice. Welcome back, everyone. Sugar the JT Show is on the air. Super Talk Mississippi. What days are y'all gonna be at the fair? Hopefully, the last Friday. I think, I think Wednesday and Thursday. Actually, the 28th and 29th is uh, what sticks in my memory there. C.J. from Madison says, Great week of guests, for sure. But every day it's good, as you said. Appreciate that, C.J. Thanks for listening, and thanks for noticing. We we think so, too.
2: I hope uh, folks enjoy it. Thank you. Here's one from the Ceasefire text line from the <laughs> 601. Since you're the tech guru, please discuss spam calls and tech and the newest efforts to deal with these.
3: I saw that. Uh, it, this is not something that is uh, kind of in my wheelhouse of expertise.
2: Because. I know what I know because I'm an iPhone user, and I have a I got a relatively old iPhone. I got a seven plus, I think, is the model of it. But I've upgraded to the newest iOS, or one of the newer ones. Mm-hmm. And with the update, they've included an option for what's called silenced calls. Yep, it's in your options, and if the number is not in your phone book, it's not in any emails that you've received with somebody's number attached or anything. If there's no way for the phone to figure out who's calling you, it doesn't ring. You can not vibrate. Out. It just pops up at the top and says, Hey, silence call. So it it lessens the amount of spam calls that come through to you. You can still see all the numbers that have called you, so if you're expecting one from a certain number, you can still answer it. Yeah, But it, it quits bothering you quite as much. That's one thing they've done.
3: Yeah, that does help. Uh, and, of course, there's no call lists and so forth, but it, it's the same thing that... We've discussed repeatedly about this whole, this whole world of uh, cyber security and cyber crime. It's a cat-and-mouse game. You, you, you put in protective measures, and the bad guys figure out ways around them, so you come up with more protective measures, and then they go figure out. It's, I, I've always kind of... The bad guys are a fisherman, and we're the fish. That's pretty much right. You know, the analogy I've used is radar and radar detectors. You remember through the years, everybody was buying the latest, greatest radar detector, and then the the radar would get more sophisticated, and it would have the ability to work around the radar detectors, and then you get a new radar detector, and so it's just, you're constantly fighting that, which is why I have...
2: Then it beeps every time you go by a store with an automatic door. (laughs)
3: That's right. (laughs) It's exactly right. The RF would get it. But this is why I, I believe that, and I've said it on the show that the only way we're going to really, uh, I guess, solve—I wouldn't even say solve, but—but but reduce the threat of cybercrime, most of which, as we know, is coming from from Russia, and I believe being orchestrated and sanctioned by uh, the KGB and by Putin, is if we launch countermeasures to—if not sanctioned,
2: it, at least allowed.
3: At least, yeah, exactly. Looking the other way at a minimum. But until I think we show that we're serious and have the ability, by launching countermeasures that would attack the digital assets utilized by the hackers, by the perpetrators, I just think they're going to get bolder. (laughs) They're going to get these Bitcoin ransoms paid, even though the government's saying don't do it. But, okay, well then, you're shut down. (laughs) You're not – you're done. You're in To the point where you're out of business, even, in some cases.
2: Just look at what happened with the Somali pirates. Yeah. Criminal behavior, yeah. making money, making more money, not yeah. being punished. It just continued and got worse and worse and worse until something was done. No
3: different than the, than the wave of violent crime across our country. It's just a revolving door. Cashless bail. Uh, you can just go unload the shelves into your plastic garbage bags and... San Francisco because there's just there's nothing that police can do. Now what is Chicago? You you can't chase uh, someone on foot. Police officer cannot even if they witnessed them committing a crime. They can't go after them on foot. They disallowed that. So might that increase the the uh, occurrence of crime? Oh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's just common sense. So what's happening here is these bad guys with these very sophisticated tools to launch cyber attacks they're emboldened, because nothing's happening to them. Not only is nothing happening to them, they're getting what they want, which is money. <laughs> they're getting remunerated for it. So it's not going to change, I think. You can't have diplomacy. You can't have – that's just mere idle words that achieve nothing. You can't really say, Okay, uh, Putin. No more, no more cyber attacks. And let me give you this list of <laughs> industries. By the way, we know you're going to do it. Let me give you the list that we don't want you to do it on. That's just dumb. It's just a dumb approach. But we have the ability, we have the tools, we have the technology, the sophistication to launch attacks on again those specific digital assets that are used uh, to to launch attacks on us. That's the way to deal with this, in my view. Show that you at least have the will to do it, because at this point, we've demonstrated we don't have the will. And there's still some question in their mind, do we even have the capability? Anyhow, I I wish I could fix the the, um, robocall problem and the spam call problem, what Rhino discussed. I did read that as a feature. In the latest version of iOS, it may not even be the latest. It we may be one removed from an yeah, update. I think it was
2: just the the latest overall update. Not yeah. the, major, not the micro, major
3: update. version update. Yeah, before the decimal point, not after. I think's the way that that's typical standard in software. But but nonetheless, that's that's something. That's a help. It's been uh,
2: tremendously helpful for me.
3: Yeah, I haven't enabled it yet. Ask me if I wanted to enable it. Oh, when you downloaded the operating system? Oh, yeah. It
2: was a couple of days later. It's like, would you like to turn on silence calls? How
3: about that? Yes.
2: There you go. Hmm. Interesting.
3: So, Sean and Clinton says, referring to the calls to discontinue exotic food (laughs) and to expunge that from our vernacular, says snowflake food anxiety. Man, it sure seems you can't fix stupid in all caps. I'm assuming that also refers to this call to. And there's going to be more. This isn't over. There's no limit to the absurdity, the insanity that these folks could could dream up. Oh, so I was more thinking who calls food exotic? I call Thai food Thai, Mexican Mexican, Asian Asian. Yeah, I think that's probably. Common as well, I you know I don't know. It's
2: what about exotic dancers?
3: Yeah, somebody said that right. Can't call them that anymore. Have to call them strippers. (laughs) You know what? It harkens me back to is the the scene in um, was it Temple of Doom? Temple of Doom, I think. Indiana Jones. Remember, they're sitting around the table
2: eating. Oh, at the beginning. Was it at the beginning? With the, sure? with the belly, yeah, because it was uh, it was right before the big gong came rolling along.
3: Well, I was thinking about when they're all assembled eating. You got the they're, they're mining right. They're looking for the oh, treasure, yeah. and they're sitting around eating for the monkey brains, right? And they serve that's exotic food. That's exotic food when they bring. It Although out. it's not exotic there. That's true. It I would be exotic ma- if you imported it. Mainstream food, snake surprise. Remember that? <laughs> and then it was chilled monkey brain. <laughs> Oh, man. That's exotic food, now. I'm saying chilled monkey brain is exotic food, and I'm standing by it. <laughs> but I hear you. So Rusty from Greenville, he's the one that said, we're going to have to go back to use the term strippers and discontinue exotic dancers. <laughs> you can't even classify this as stupid, it's so dumb, says Malcolm from Tishamingo.
2: Uh Uh-oh, the Exotic Wildlife Association in Texas is in trouble.
3: Oh, gosh. Jeez. Grabbing a club from someone's bag is racist, says Paul from Tupelo. Oh, man. (laughs) I'd be offended if I couldn't be called exotic. That from Reese in Clarksdale. I wouldn't want to be associated with old white liberals. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, I got a call from myself once, <laughs> Thomas from Tupelo, I'm assuming he's referring to the uh, spam rama calls.
2: Thomas in Greenwood does point out, so much for Tiger King, you can't have no more Joe Exotic. That's right, Joe Exotic. And again, crazy. he's kind of already been canceled because he's in prison. <laughs> That's true. He's canceled. He's Although, uh, allegedly, he's sending voice messages to funny money investors. To thank him for pushing his Tiger King cryptocurrency. Oh,
3: that's just weird. It's
2: just That weird. whole
3: story's weird. <laughs> it's just too weird. In Jackson also, no chase policy. That from CJ. I, okay, I didn't know that. I did see where, I think a 15-year-old, this made national news, and Jackson was arrested for murder. 15-year-old. Oh, but it's the guns. It couldn't be the breakdown of morals in our society. Speaking of which, i got a story you won't believe what they're teaching in the fifth grade, what they're making available. We'll discuss that. But right when we come back, Rhino's going to do the giveaway. Stay with us.
6: Tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping, and our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden, that's what Callaway's is.
4: Halito, it's time for the 71st Choctaw Indian Fair, July 14th through the 17th.
0: Live on the main stage, music's rising stars, Jimmy Allen, Zach Williams, and Brett Young. Experience Choctaw cultural arts, food, dancing, plus everyone's favorite carnival rides. Get your war paint on with the res run starting 7 a.m. Saturday, or test your strength with the Iron Warrior competition. And new this year is the inaugural Cornhole Tournament. Visit ChoctawIndianFair.com and like us on Facebook.
4: Hope to see you there. Hachapisalachkeh.
9: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. The Tyson Chicken Recall has grown to nearly 9 million pounds of ready-to-eat chicken products that could be contaminated with listeria. They were produced between December 26th and April 13th and shipped nationwide to retailers and institutions, including hospitals, nursing facilities, restaurants, and schools. For a list of affected products, visit Supertalk.fm. Students at Northeast Mississippi Community College taking career tech programs could get a little extra help this fall. It's called the Northeast Promise Scholarship, a last dollar scholarship which funds any leftover tuition or fees after all other financial aid has been applied. The funding is available for students seeking an associate's degree or certificate or for up to four semesters. The deadline to apply is August 6th. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Everyone, the JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi. Thanks so much
2: for joining us. All right, Rhino, go with a giveaway. Oh, yeah, it's summertime and concerts are in full swing. And Saturday, July 17th, that is next Saturday, you can catch one of the best live rock bands around, Big Head Todd and the Monsters. They'll be performing during the Twilight Concert Series of the Beautiful Renaissance at Colony Park in Ridgeland. You'll hear Big Head, Todd, and the Monsters and more as they take the stage for this incredible event. And since you'll be at the Renaissance at Colony Park, you'll be surrounded by shopping, good food, dining, all kind of fun stuff. Now is your chance, though, to win a family pack, a four-pack of tickets to see Big Head, Todd, and the Monsters. All you got to do is be the 19th person to text in with the key phrase to the C text line 601-879-4395. The nineteenth person to text in the phrase "Twilight" and you'll win four tickets to see Big Head Todd and the Monsters. And if you don't win, it's okay. You can still get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or by visiting Ardenland.net.
3: There you go, Twilight. On the C-Spire text line, only food I am afraid of is Taco Bell late night when I might have been afternoon and evening drinking. <laughs> <laughs> This is caused by too many people on unemployment, too much time on their hands. That from DW in Madison referring to calls to expunge the phrase exotic food from our vernacular. It is crazy. By the way, I just got, this is from Nancy and Brandon, I just got one of those silence calls while y'all were talking. And I replied, this is a true story. I literally got a car warranty call. While we were on break, the last break. So you know, it's another situation where we build these no-call systems, and they 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 work, they function, and then the folks that are doing the spam calls figure out a way to subvert those. Then you got to go upgrade the no-call. That's just the nature
2: of uh, of the digital world. It's just how it works. That, and you can you could have a, a statewide, you can have a, a citywide, statewide, countrywide, no-call list. But does that really have any sway over somebody sitting in the Ukraine? No. Somebody sitting in China? No. Somebody sitting in Nigeria? Nope. Yeah, so. No more than Biden making
3: a big deal out of his efforts to combat cybersecurity by Going with hat in hand to Putin and saying, please don't hack these industries. Yeah, that doesn't move the needle either there. So, really dumb. All right, do we have a winner? We do, just confirming. Awesome. Congratulations. So, Wells Fargo said we'd get to this. They have told their customers no more personal lines of credit. Now, we're not talking about credit cards here. We're not talking about asset tight loans, just open, what would be just consider, considered open lines of credit and that you would draw down on on demand. You would set up this line based on your uh, what the amount you request and the amount they would approve you for. No collateral, no security, usually small amounts, typically three grand to a hundred grand, is usually what a personal line of credit would look like. Some, some people use them to consolidate high-interest credit card debt, where you'd go do a line of credit at a much lower interest rate and pay that either on a revolving or installment basis, but use the cash from that loan, from that line of credit, to pay off really high credit card debt. So Wells Fargo, this is what bothered me. They warned customers that account closures, quote, may have an impact on your credit score. And typically, the way that works is if, if, the, if a creditor shuts down an account and it's flagged as such on, uh, in your credit report, that will ding it. That will reduce the score, figure in negatively to your score. If you shut it down on your own accord, that, that does not.
2: It seems to me like they could, can, but only in rare situations. When you shut down your credit? Yeah, if you had if you opened a credit card when you were really young and yeah. you've kept it up to date, you've paid everything on it, it isn't your credit score based on length of credit as well? So if, it, if you had that card and that was your only card for a decade and then you got another line of credit, if you shut off that initial line of credit it, it shortens the amount of time on your credit history which can impact your credit score
3: it it can in terms of the amount of credit history but right. this is different in that this would appear to be the creditor's got a problem with you right and and so and, and as time goes on by the way after you sh- you shut down an account from a history perspective that has less of an impact because it's, it's removed from current days, kind of the way all that's figured into the algorithm. But nonetheless, seems like they should have been able to work this out with the three credit reporting bureaus before they did that. And I kind of wonder if this has got something to do with this problem they had, you remember, a few years ago
2: where they, oh, yeah, were, they were opening all kinds of fake yeah. accounts just to make their numbers look good. I, I just wonder if this is some...
3: Got some relationship to that. Um, well, it's it's weird. So they're halting. They, they reported this to the various business news outlets that they're halting all new home equity lines of credit, uh, too. Last year they did that. Um, but so now they're – and they also withdrew from a, a segment of the auto lending business. That was late last year. So this is kind of weird that they're doing this. Um, Elizabeth Warren, of course, has already chimed in and says, this may be the only time in history where I'm agreeing with Elizabeth Warren, where she says not a single Wells Fargo customer should see their credit score suffer.
8: All this at the Mississippi Farmers Market, 929 High Street in Jackson, right near the fairgrounds. Y'all come see us.
10: 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at com. That's Barone'sTreePros.com.
4: Solutions.
20: Big Head Todd and the Monsters are coming. Saturday, July 17th, Wicked Weed Brewing presents the Twilight Concert Series at Renaissance. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Don't miss Big Head Todd and the Monsters with Southern Avenue and South of Eden, live at Renaissance. By Ratchet Entertainment Group and Arden Land.
19: We're here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
11: On a
21: radio and
3: on the great George Jones. Later on night, we'll be on the new and I don't need no Jared at all. Friday, I'm free again. Yes it is. It is Friday. The JT Show back with you. So we were talking in the last segment about this craziness of, of condoms in the fifth grade. And of course this push to across our educational landscape to indoctrinate kids and divide them in accordance with race in particular is also troubling but a Massachusetts school district it has been revealed it's pushing grade schoolers they're off now for the summer to read books about white privilege and whiteness um how can we expect to, to build and develop citizens of the future that are respectful of each other and, again, abide by the precepts, the tenets espoused by Dr. Martin Luther King to judge people by the content of their character as opposed to the color of their skin? if we're brainwashing them, to do just the opposite is to measure everyone, consider everyone based on the color of their skin. This is for kids from kindergarten through the fifth grade. One of the books includes a list titled Race, Culture, is part of a list titled Race, Culture, and Activism. This is just not good. And one of these books actually refers to, the book itself is called Not My Idea, a book about whiteness, in which there's a a devil, uh, an image of the devil, approaching the main character with a contract binding you to whiteness. And uses terms such as stolen land, stolen riches, and special favors. It adds that whiteness gets your soul. And to mess endlessly with the lives of your friends, neighbors, loved ones, and all fellow humans of color. I I just don't see how that's expected to produce a a positive, law-abiding, respectful... Culture that is rooted in just dignity, human dignity. This is nothing but divide, hate. Uh, it's it's just mind-boggling to me that this is going on in this country. And again, you say it's Massachusetts. It's, <laughs> this is a, a broad push that is affecting every corner of society, and it is disturbing, uh, at a minimum. I wanted to also, while we got a couple of minutes left, the Wall Street Journal had a great story about these kids that are pursuing these very expensive degrees in subject matter and curriculum for which there are no jobs, and they're saddled with this unbelievable amount of debt, and they've got some great examples, and... This, one of the examples I gave was two graduates of Columbia University that's in New York, I believe. I, I work with some folks from Columbia for engineering students, uh, graduates, anyhow, who took out federal student loans at, and had a median debt of 181,000 bucks. Yet two years after earning their master's degrees, they're still making less than 30 grand a year. They got $181,000 of debt. Columbia should be ashamed of themselves. They sold them a bill of goods. They scammed them. Why do they even... See, they're serving their own purpose. Why aren't these people getting some advice somewhere? Maybe it doesn't have to come from the university. Can somebody else... Or what about themselves? Can't they check it out? Hey, what do people who earn these degrees earn? I mean, this is pretty simple math. When I get out, I'm going to have this much debt. I'm going to have this much income. If you can't do that after getting a master's degree, degree from a prominent school like that, you can't figure that out cuz you know you were pretty smart to get in the place to start with.
2: Not smart enough to get a worthless master's degree. <laughs>
3: this was just unbelievable I've had a master's degree in publishing they had a hundred and sixteen thousand dollars of debt with an income of 42 grand after they they uh, worked two years speech language pathology they borrowed a hundred and forty-eight grand and now they're making 60 it's just common-sense economics it's been a great week here on the JT Show. Really appreciate you joining us. Have a great weekend. We'll be back in the studio on Monday. Stay safe and God bless everyone.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.